Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, no one ever thinks about the crew below the decks. They're drinking and they're partying and having lots of sex. They cook and clean and serve the rich with a smile all day. But when the richies leave the ship, the yachties get to play. yo ho yo yo ho yo We're heading up the gangplank and going down below. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Gangplank Report. We are reviewing the latest episode of Below Deck that they called He Kissed a Boy and He Liked It. And we've decided to name it Tramp Overboard, which was Jen's genius idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And here's Jen for the rapid recap. Plans are underway for Ronnie's 75th birthday party. Heather tells Kat that she wants to lift Jessica's spirits and then proceeds to show no sympathy at all for her in her confessional. Fraser is ready to start dating again after taking time to himself after heartbreak. The trampoline decided it wanted to try out being a parasail instead and flies off. Raina gets rankled by Heather's pushiness over the 80s costumes. Tonglessness causes Heather to be heated at dinner service. Radio communications are rough with the galley. Aside from the stash, Eddie looks more ready for the gorgeous ladies of wrestling than the WWE. The guests depart and the crew finally gets to find out how big of a tip was in that suitcase and it's 25 large. The speed of Wes and Jessica's courtship makes pouring molasses in winter feel like Mach 3. Jake not only manages to embarrass the boat, but it's hiding its bulkhead in shame. And apparently blackout drunk is the newest epidemic because neither Jake nor Fraser remember their multiple makeouts. And that's your rapid recap. Awesome. So to me, this was another, unfortunately, lackluster episode. We did have a little bit of crew drama, but it just seems like this is going very sluggishly for me. How Mm -hmm. do you feel about it? I feel the exact same way. It is a slow drip on everything. The only thing that seems to be going quickly is the alliance shifting from Jessica and Fraser to Fraser and Heather. That's the only thing that was whiplash fast for me. This to me has shades of Josiah and my replacement. Like Mm -hmm. I just, to me, the cattiness is palpable. And I'm shocked we haven't really heard much from Jess, or maybe she's just blissfully ignorant of the fact that 
this is not going her way. Right. You know, she's got some stuff going on at home. And as I said on Twitter last night, the hardest thing about doing this job is when things are happening at home that you can't control and you can't be there to help. Right. And so I totally understand it, but I understand where Jessica is headspace wise. But at the end of the day, Heather was actually right that the show has to go on and she still needs to perform her job that she's there to do. I just feel like having a quick conversation to say, hey, you okay? might, if the situation's not improving, then maybe a little bit more damage control needs to be done or something. Right. So I don't know. I guess that comes down to leadership on some level. At the same time, part of the job is to pack away your personal feelings and smile and do your job. So I think keeping Jess in laundry, if she's not really focused on what she's doing right now, is probably the best place for her to be. But then Heather wants to go ahead and shake that up. Maybe to just put another iron in the fire and see what happens if Jess steps up to the plate or not. I haven't really seen her do that much that's wrong. I mean, she might be a little bit slow, like Mm -hmm. not as fast as you would want, but she hasn't made as many mistakes as Fraser. So, and that's why I'm frustrated is if she was bungling things more often or being visibly what we've seen people be terrible at this job and she has not been from what we've been shown unless editing is giving her some super kind edit. And they have all of this stuff on her that they've experienced personally that we've never seen. If that's not the case, then it doesn't make sense to me. She's not a sunshiny person. Not everybody is a sunshiny person. I'm not a sunshiny person. I'm kind and she's kind, but I don't laugh when I'm not happy. And she's put herself there so she doesn't have to do that. And it's like they can't accept that she's not them. And it's annoying the heck out of me because it does feel very, and I said this on Twitter last night, it feels different when it's the second and third stew complaining about the chief. You expect that because you always complain about who's above you. But when it's the chief stew and the second, it feels meaner and it's frustrating to me. I agree with that. Again, maybe there are things that we are not seeing, but I feel like in order to justify their comments that we would have to see something. Right. So that might be a editing problem, Mm -hmm. but I just don't see it that way. Me either. And I didn't see Heather wanting to put Jessica on service as a way to motivate her. I saw it as a conniving way to let her fail is how I saw it. Yeah. And the whole Fraser comment about, oh, this is what I have to do to get a shout out in the meeting is go around being glum all the time, never have a smile on my face and do nothing. She's done a lot. I mean, that laundry room is constantly packed with things and she was called on for service. She's doing turndowns. She's doing a lot of things. It's not like she's sitting out on deck somewhere hiding with multiple smoke breaks and not doing anything. Right. I agree. And I think part of the dynamic that has happened on a lot of boats that I have seen is that like Fraser strikes me as the kind of person that needs to feel like he has an ally. 
And especially on this interior team, like what we saw with Josiah and Kate, sometimes the root of your bonding ability comes from your dislike of someone else. And it's not really fair, but that's the way that it works. That's how it worked on my season. You know, both Sam and Kat decided that they didn't like me and found ways to punish me for that by ganging up on me a lot of the time. And especially when you're in a situation like this and it's high pressure, that can only amplify it sometimes. And it ends up feeling way more toxic and way more alienating than a regular working situation. Not that that doesn't happen in regular working situations, but generally you're not sleeping within eight feet of your coworkers and stuck with them for six weeks at a pop in a high pressure situation. So it's a dynamic that is unfortunate and I wish that it didn't exist, but I see it happen still to this day on the charters that I go on. Yeah, And it can be a challenge. It can be heartbreaking sometimes because you want to get along with everybody, but for one reason or another, human nature is to identify the people in the pack with the weaknesses and single them out because that's not what you want building a strong community Mm -hmm. yeah and like you said the one good thing in all of this is jessica seems oblivious to it either she's oblivious to it or she just doesn't care and she knows that that dynamic exists just like you described and so she's not getting in the drama so either way I'm glad that she's not being actively hurt in the process. It's a lot different than some of the past cast members who felt the tension. She does seem oblivious to it. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. One thing I was oblivious to, I was kind of assuming Alexander was going to be a little bit of a precocious kid. And he's actually a very polite kid. And this whole family turned out much better than what I was expecting them to be when they first arrived on board. How did you feel about him overall? I think they're great. We started off with the assumption that they were going to be a little bit difficult and Maybe this kid was going to be bratty, but turns out that they were great. They left one of the best tips we've ever seen. Right. And they seemed like they were pretty chill. You know, after the first night when Jody was following Captain Lee to his room and it seemed like it was going to turn out differently than it did. But it was nice to see that they were relaxed and enjoying themselves and actually looked like they were having a vacation. Yep, exactly. It was nice and it was cute to see. I want to say Sam, but I don't know that that's right. Out on the jet ski and they were saying this was so out of his character to be doing that. And he was just having a blast and he came back, had his Shirley Temple and it was a great group. I thought it was not a lot of eventful things going on, but sometimes it's nice to have people who just are enjoying it and not coming in from a place of expectation and just show a lot of gratitude. It's not great for drama, but it is good to see and it renews your faith in people a little bit. I agree. Yeah. Props to them. Yep. I'm glad they had a good vacation. As far as the drama that we've seen so far on the show, I feel like there has been fairly minimal Mm -hmm. drama, which is not necessarily for a real working situation, a bad thing, but kind of dry for us. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we did see, and I didn't see a lot of foreshadowing about it, was Jake's antics oh, and shenanigans. Yeah. And I wasn't real impressed. No. Mm, I don't know. It's not a good look. And we know what Captain Lee's rules are. Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass the boat. And I feel like all of that was happening. 
So right. I wonder if that's going to get back to Captain Lee or not. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to get back to him. I know that I read through his tweets last night and he was not thrilled. So I don't know if it ever did get back to him because somebody made a comment. And he said, well, if I had seen it, it would have been a come to Jesus moment. But he apparently didn't see it. And I think that kind of means he didn't hear about it. His blog's not up yet, so I don't know for sure. But yeah, it gave me the same cringe vibe that Rachel gave me last year when she was drunk on stage. I just would never do that anyway in a public place. You know, if you're in somebody's backyard in a pool, okay. But in a public place and St. Kitts is not a big island, word gets around quickly, I'm sure. And that was just a bad move. And especially for somebody in a leadership position like he is. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah, no is Midwestern for not having it. (laughs) (laughs) I made a comment on Twitter last night that I think Jake is a new Gary. And I posted a photo of Colin saying, I just don't get it. It's Gary. (laughs) It seems like everybody's gunning for Jake and I just don't understand it. Maybe it's because he's not my type, Mm -hmm. but I just, I'm not, I'm not getting it. Wes is a really cool, really chill, sweet guy. He's pretty good looking. Like there's other options. I just don't, I don't get the Jake thing. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. And it could be just the brash personality type. A lot of people are drawn to that. I was drawn to that when I was younger, but now I see the value in someone like Wes. So I'm excited. I know that I joked in the rapid recap about the courtship between him and Jessica taking forever, but I like it. I think it's sweet. I like to see sweet things like that more than I like to see somebody who's ready to get down with everybody on the whole boat, but I might be in the minority. I don't know. Uh, Nope. You're definitely not in the minority on this one at least with the two of us here. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> we have a majority of two. We'll have to see the responses to the pod to see if we're in the minority of all the viewers or not. But no, I do like the Wes and Jessica thing. Wessica, if you will. <laughs> I would like to see that. I like it boatmance happen the whole thing with the blackout drunk i had a friend of mine karina put out there last night that she's never experienced she's not a big drinker and so she wanted to know if getting blackout drunk was a real thing and i've never experienced it in my i haven't been drinking my whole life but in the age that i was allowed to till now is 29 years and i've never blacked out so i'm not sure Her question was, is this a real thing or are people just so ashamed of their behavior that they don't want to acknowledge it and they use it as an excuse? And we've wondered that in the past, but I would have to, as many times as it occurred, I mean, there's multiple videos of it, so... I don't know. If I could jump in here and answer sure. Karina's question. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to be as vague as possible because I don't know what the statute of limitations is on certain things in certain countries. But blackout drug does in fact happen. I may or may not have done it once or twice or 10 myself. Um, <laughs> and I am certain that there are friends of mine that I may or may not have hung out with at the time that in fact did experience the blackout drunk portion of the activity. You know, it's one of those things, especially if you don't eat an adequate amount of food. I mean, Andrew knows this about me that I get loopy if we don't 
if I don't eat and we're drinking all day. Right. It just happens. And I think that there's some kind of a mechanism in your brain that just shuts off sometimes. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's some kind of a defense mechanism for your memory that you don't have to remember some of the things that you put yourself through as a result of imbibing a little bit too much alcohol. Ah. But it does in fact happen. I may or may not have done it myself at (laughs) uh, certain junctures of my life. Not recently, but you know, it's one of those things that I think happens enough that it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I could see why in a high pressure situation like this, especially with cameras involved, I mean, my advice to people that contact me before they go film the show is just stay mostly sober for six weeks. And Mm -hmm. then you'll never, you won't have to spend the next seven months of them editing the show, worrying about what you said and what you did, if you can't remember. Right. And clearly some of them have taken that advice and others have not. (laughs) So that's on them, but that's the easiest way around it. Yeah. But yeah. And then we see a little bit of drama in the promo for next week where it looks like Captain Lee really starts to crack down on Eddie and the deck team for their continual mistakes. Mm -hmm. And if it's one of those things that if it happens once, let's correct it and go forward. But if it's continually happening and it's the same theme, then it gets very frustrating. And then you start to worry about the competency of the people that are underneath you, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it for this week. Just so people know, why don't you fill people in on where you are right now? I am sitting in the Costco parking lot waiting to go provision because I'm leaving to go on charter tomorrow Mm -hmm. down to the Bahamas and then ultimately delivering the boat to the Caribbean. And so if our audio quality is not stellar right this moment, that would be why because I'm sitting in my STV in a Costco parking lot. But I wanted to tell you a story about, I just went to Trader Joe's right before this and I'm walking up and down the aisles of Trader Joe's provisioning, grabbing a bunch of stuff. And this guy walks up to me and he's like, are you, are you Adrian from below deck? And he, I could tell he was nervous. And I was like, yes, I am. And we stood there and chatted for a few minutes. His name is Juan. Mm-hmm. And he and his wife, Lily, have just started watching Below Deck recently, and I may or may not have roped them into doing the podcast with us eventually. Oh, cool. So we will see how that pans out. But he was he was super excited. He's like, yeah, you know, living here in Fort Lauderdale, we run into a lot of yachties and we see the boats all the time. And so I figured I'd run into you guys one of these days, but it's really cool that it's you because we really liked your season and, you know, thought it was a lot of fun. And so that was pretty cool. So hopefully we'll have Juan and Lily on the podcast at some point in time. Wink, wink, no pressure. (laughs) No pressure. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He said he wants to listen to a couple of the podcasts first to know what it's about. So fair enough. Okay. And then I also just recently jumped on Cameo and I promised the people that ordered Cameos that I would do shout outs on our podcast as well. So shout out to Becca and Jamie and adam and cat and dawn not the cat right no (laughs) that would have been really weird well shout out (laughs) to you guys everybody needs to sign up for a cameo with adrian she is lovely and she can make me laugh so hard 
and it would be a great gift for this coming holiday. Absolutely. And we have a really special super fan interview this week with somebody that you guys might know, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy we get to do that. So check that out when it comes out on Thursday. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like Adrian said, check out the super fan coming out on Thursday. And don't forget, if you can, please rate and review on Apple. That helps us a lot. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me, hearties.